This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. I'm reminded, I guess, there's an, an old story where somebody came to a town to meet an old friend of his, and uh, he sent him message, a letter, he sent him, you know, I'm coming on this this day, and I'd love to meet you, and the person's very excited, and he sends back a letter, and he says, I'm thrilled to meet you, I still remember you very fondly, and I really would love to get together, as it says, the great thunderous waters could not quench my love. P.S., in case of rain, we'll have to cancel our meeting. <laughs> so, I don't know, somehow I sort of reminded myself that this is a, a, a similar. Uh, if, if I would, I, I assure you, if I wouldn't be speaking, I, I would think twice about coming out in the rain. So it's uh, okay. Um, the piece I'd like to look at is a piece from Hirsch again. We did it one last year. This one is remarkable in two in two ways. First of all, um, he's writing it as current events. And it is as current today in many ways as it was then. He's also almost not using any psukim or chazal. And I want to tell you the sources that he does use. The sources for the story of Hanukkah and the history that predates Hanukkah, more important than the story, um, generally speaking, Bayez Shani history is very little known to us. The primary source is Josephus um, in his book um, about Katmonius uh, Yehudim in Jewish Antiquities, a little bit also Contra Apian, where he's disputing with the, Roman, uh, with the Roman historian. Those are the main works where we have any substantial information. There is, um, it, it, as far as other books about Hanukkah, specifically more on the, on the in Yerim Hanukkah, there's a sefer called Hashmanoim, which is part of your apocryphy. It's a it's a um, it's a it's a story about Hanukkah, not known exactly who the authors are, is, and a sefer called there's Hashmanoim Maccabees, and there's a sefer called Megillah Antiochus, which is supposed to also be very reliable. Um, like all history, it, it's these works they don't carry the kedusha of of, of Ksuvim. They don't have in themselves the understanding that Akadosh Baruch Hu gave his askama that this is exactly right. We also are not sure about the angle that the person had when he wrote it. For instance, Josephus was notorious since he was being employed by the Romans, um, and editorial freedom was unknown in those days. One assumes that things that he wrote about the Romans have to be taken, when it's complimentary, have to be taken with two or three grains of salt. But generally speaking, Josephus' history is reliable. But whatever, whatever, whatever wasn't politically correct for him has been pretty much in line with what you find. So definitely you can rely on that. That's very important. And he's going to be quoting and using him. And let me explain under what context. We have Kisvea Kodesh. Kisvea Kodesh are um, the Tzvarim that were written with some degree of Ruch HaKodesh or more. And that to us is Emes. There's also Binu Shno's Darvador. It's incumbent on us to learn history, to try to understand the Ashkacha, and to learn the lessons from it. 
the, um, the tricky part is, depending on the person, he can draw different conclusions. And that's why it's a little tricky. But Yerushalayim Hirsch treats us to a perspective of history that he's going to quote some of the pieces and, and, uh, he's, and again, he, like I said before, he's doing it to show how current Hanukkah is in his generation. What's remarkable to us is how significant he, Rav Shansha Hirsch goes to 1880 or so, we're 100 plus years later or so, it's not any less uh, uh, significant. So let's start the piece. Starting, and again, he, he writes it in an essay form because some of the people reading it were completely alienated from Judaism, and that's why sometimes there are things, that questions that strike us as being strange almost. He says, starting with the 25th night of Kislev, and you know, you go through, you, you light Hanukkah. For some sort of old event that happened once upon a time. He says, Why keep repeating it? He says, Hasn't, Haven't old Jewry died? Um, will the past never cease to exist? Will it never cease to haunt us? That's how enlightened people of that generation ask. In other words, um, it's, there's a sense of the old things have lost their meaning. And the truth is, again, today, the, the movements that seek to radically change Judaism, they, they take turns at which holiday they want to eliminate, but, but it's the same thing, this old, antiquated, it's not relevant, irrelevant. Achen, he says, the, the, the ancient Jew will never die. Somebody who died al Kiddush Hashem. And, uh, or someone who lived with Kedush and Tara as a Jew, he's never a dead person. His memory is forever in the nation. That understand what they owe to the generations that were. And then I'm going to skip down to the last line. He says, that seem, It seems to be an old event that happened long time ago, before the common era, um, thousands of years ago, and um, it, it seems as if it has no relevance. So we'll start with the last paragraph on that page. There were two brothers, Yoshua Vichonyo. Now, let's explain. This was in the period of Bayesheni, and these are the events that lead up to Hanukkah. He's not going to talk about the Yochis. You know, we start in kindergarten, and a first grade, and a second grade, and so on, and we start with Antiochus and the, and the Greeks. The real story of Hanukkah starts way before that. And it's not such a pleasant story. He says, there were two brothers, Yeshua and Chanyu, Sheshim Shubikunek Dolo They were both Kahanim Gdolo. Yeshua Kines Asim Veshem Yesun. He was called Jason. He went from being Yeshua to Jason. Vilo Achiv, his brother, Veshem Menalus. Kashenelatz Menalus Levat Al Kuno Tevas Jason. Um, when he had to give up his kahuna for Jason, they were fighting with each other. There was, there was a lot of political fighting. Tovia was a family that had sort of some assimilated. They had kohanim, and they were, once they came into power, they were a constant source. They unfortunately had many positions of power, and they were not good for, for, for the, for the Jews. I mean, they were Jewish, but they were not good for the Jews. They went, so he went to Achtiyachis, 
He told Antiochus, you know, we're interested in dropping those laws. He asked for permission to leave Yerushalayim. He asked, this again, this is Josephus, this is history, and there's no reason to think Josephus had any reason to make this up. And he asked to, to have a, a Greek gymnasium, when they got the license, they undid the brismila. Now, I want to explain, in the old days, I possibly say as well, undoing a brismila was an extraordinarily painful procedure. First of all, surgery wasn't what it was today, what it is today. Uh, I don't know what they did in anesthesia, anesthesia, and it's not a simple cut. You have to pull the skin, it has to, it, 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 was, it was a very painful procedure. And people did it because they were embarrassed to look Jewish, and they undid the meal. This was common. Um, common people wanted to become. They wanted, when they were playing on the field, and they were engaged in the sports, they wanted to look Greek, they didn't want to stand out. And to be as hefk as them. Does it sound like an ancient problem? The, 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 in the reform movements in Germany started with people wanting, being embarrassed to look like Jews, being embarrassed to be different, and ending up um, pushing people who believed out of the government didn't recognize them and so on because they, um, they wanted to become like nations around them. I want to stop a second and touch on this point. The, um, we had many enemies before Yavan, but the, the, and we also had many phenomena of worshipping Avodah Zarah. All the Tanakh is one long series of worshipping Avodah Zarah. But it took a very different format than this. It started with the fact that I noticed that Canaan people are very strong and they're successful, and scientific study leads you to believe that whoever worships the Baal of, of Canaan must have the, the, the must be as strong as Canaan or be successful. So let's do let's do let's do the Avodah of Canaan. Uh, the Pelishtim have their their Avodah and they seem to be successful. Let's do that. It was a sort of um, attempt at believing in the other gods for whatever the Itzahara was, either an assumed success. There was not. You don't find in Tanakh any type of process of acculturation or being drawn to be part of a culture. I don't know if, I don't know if a culture existed. I, I don't know. You don't have that. Yavan was the first time you find a concept of a misyavi, of a Jew who wants to be culturally um, or totally Hellenized. It's something, even the whole concept, something parallel to Hellenization didn't really exist. You have kings, they were t- tough, they were strong, they forced Avodazar on you. You, you worshipped it either because you valued your life, or because you said, if he's so strong and, and he worshipped that Avodazar, I guess there must be something to it. And, you know, or whatever, you don't want to make any waves or any trouble, and you did it, and that's it. There wasn't, there wasn't a concept of, of a culture sweeping that you'd like to be part of. Here were two Jews, Khan and Dolim, who they, on their initiative, said, we'd like to become Ms. Yavid. That actually initiated. 
there were quite a few Greek kings. There was this, the, Ante, the Antiochus, who was our quote-unquote hero for Hanukkah, was the fourth one. There were three before him, and they were benign. They, you know, they, they didn't have anything to do. This triggered it. One, two. The Jews who left the Torah came to people, and they said, Let's forge a bond with the nations around us. Ever since we left them, we've suffered a lot. People um, like what they heard. And many of them went to Antiochus also. They asked to bring the Avodah of Yavon of, of, uh, into, into uh, Yerushalayim. Is that ancient history? Or, or this was what was going on in Germany at the time. Third, Jason, Jason, she some as ain't of the Kunak Dolo, Holach Gam Huela Melchantiochis, Viftiach Lo Honta Afos, and he promised them a lot of money, Tumurus Aschus Livnus Gymnasium Shalayim, or Lahanitashvius Huis Ezashantiochia. He said he gave him a lot of money in return for a license to build a gymnasium in Yerushalayim and to make Jerusalem a major city of Antiochia. Of t- they, they would have equal rights. Hamelech nana lebakoshos ashal yezon v'yipo es kocho lahodzadopo. He gave him the license to do so. Miyad hischal yezon lahadiach es me amo lahashes bochalili avoy misrov. Jason started pushing people off the derech, and he started bringing in the Greek kavodzare into Klal Yisrael. Who bit us menagisos beisamikdash? He changed the minhagim and the beis and and the. the 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 halachas that how they worship Beis Hamikdash, vehinig bimkoyim min hagim chadashim. He brought all sorts of new min hagim zorim leruach ha'am negadon la'tayra. Things that were alien to the spirit of the people and were against the Torah. Samoch lahechel near the Beis Hamikdash, he made a big gymnasium and he forced Jewish boys to work out in it. Who gamal b'tafkinikah in gadol, he also um, he also betrayed his rank as a Kongadol, who's supposed to be the holiest Jew. And he was over on many mitzvahs. Because of that, many other Kohanim also stopped being over Hashem. They stopped And they went off there. That's how they lowered Kavara Torah, and they were very happy that they were considered to be like Ivanim. Um, so in truth, the people they were hanging out with, the people they were trying to be like, despised them. And, and at some point, they would come out. Is this ancient history? So let's stop a second. He, um, he's quoting here three, four pieces in Josephus. That, and this is, this is for many of us 
um, a kind of new perspective. The problems did not start with Antiochus. They ended with Antiochus. They started with a Jewish fifth column that people who began to look around and to want to become like Ivanim and so on. Um, I, I want to um, add, I guess, point out a few of the points. Um, the the, the, the Nisoyon of Kalal Yisrael when they are in Golis is going to be the desire to remain apart as a people when before the before the Chorb Mesamigdash, before the Golis we were defined by geography, language everything we were, we, we were Am Yisrael, Neretz Yisrael and it was not an issue that we would identify ourselves as someone else. We could do right or we could do wrong. But when we, when we come into an alien society, it is natural that we are drawn to it. Even though the events happened in Israel, in Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael was no longer its own identity. And being there was part of a much bigger it was part of, 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 of a big world. The world had already started becoming, people had bigger, bigger scope than just their little, their little city-states. They, they were thinking, of, you know, it, Helen was actually, was, was a movement, a, a culture that spanned a huge, a huge area at its height. Um, it, 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 and all of a sudden, the core identity of Kalal Yisrael began people didn't want to be part of Kalei because Kalei Yisrael is strange, they're weird. It's a small amount of people, very different and unusual. And it's the nature of people to look at the dominant culture as being the right culture, the important culture. And that's where they went with it. Then he continues, Im libcho biyadus. If you're upset at what's happening with Yadus, with Judaism in his days, if you've given up hope on the future of the nation, and if you're going to, and if in a great heartache you're going to say, never was in such a terrible matzav. As I, somebody once said, um, nostalgia is usually a result of faulty memory. The, the, you know, was there ever such a so he says, as I stack Rachmanis, look backwards. His told us Amur A, Kvar Take a look, it was, yes. Dolim that went off. I, I, I want to um, just a little bit put some perspective in, in what he in what he's talking about to get a sense of, of, of the anguish where he's coming from. Today, for instance, the reform movement is a totally Different movement than orthodoxy. Um, it, it's um, it, you know it, it's it's a it's a, it's a it's a it has its it, it's two worlds. And except the fact that we're both Jewish, it, 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 theologically there's nothing in common. There's no overlap in any way. And it's them, it's us it's theologically, and that's it. The reform movement started with people that were. Orthodox and Orthodox Rabbanim, some of them, and the and the great break happened 
various, varying degrees of people who were religious community that broke very sharply. It wasn't, it, it was a movement that tore out from the heart of Kal Yisrael. And there were people that were quite learned. And, um, and, they, and they broke, you know, and there are many reasons for it, but, but, but understand that it was really coming from it, from the heart and the Shama Kal Yisrael. It rapidly spread. You know, in the beginning of the 1700s, almost everybody was we would we would call Shomer Mitzvahs minimally believing. By the by the time he was around, um, there was nothing. He came to Frankfurt, Germany had once been a fortress of Judaism. Frankfurt had been an Irvembi Israel, Gdoli Israel, huge city. By the time he was there, there wasn't a minion of Shomer Mitzvahs in the city, and it looked all gone and destroyed. And people were, were tearing their hair out and saying, there's no future in this. Um, it, it was really, really um, an incredible period of time. It was, on the one hand, you still have memories of people who had been nominally Shlomo Emun Yisrael, people who had been considered even Rabbanim, and uh, it, it, it broke away with, 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 a, um, with a tremendous tearing away, and all of a sudden, it was... Um, and, and everybody was there. It's such a rapid disintegration. I want to add another piece that's insignificant. It's one thing when people, when people question something, let's say, due to science, theoretically. In other words, a person says, I thought it over, and I went through arguments and ideas, and I've concluded A, B, or C. Okay. So we, that's, that we can identify that as reason doubting. The, the, the reform movement went from Judaism to quasi-Christianity. There's no, there's, it's very hard today to see why it's more civilized to have your day of worship on Sunday than on Saturday. There's no, it, the idea of having an organ in, in, in a synagogue, and it, it's all the, the facing the congregants. It wasn't as if somebody sat down and says, you know, he's having his doubts with his Judaism, he's come up with some new ideas. There weren't new ideas. It, it was very clearly a need to fit into the society. And that was the pull. Because, you know, all their answers, the same way um, as if, you know, one of the the, the tests of something like um, a modern day reform movement it would be try finding that when they ever they differed from progressive liberal thought did they ever sit down the Moetzes Gedola reform think through an Indian and, and come up with a conclusion other than the Washington Post <coughs> something that they, the chilek on the Washington Post I don't, maybe they're more advanced newspapers. I'm not. I'm not as progressive. But for me, I, I and and the answer is no. It's remarkably, that that when when they've you know the day that they decided this is okay or this is preferable or this is good, they're there. So, so you say to yourself, is this a rational process that has weighed things and decided things? And okay, so then it's it's man seichel against, or is it simply a, a, an uncomfortable feeling of, or, or desire to be an equal citizen of society. 
And in a certain sense, it goes against the grain of what we are. Klal Yisrael is Havdalah. Every single week, we make Havdalah and we say the three things we pick out. Or in Koshech, that's the strongest contract, contrast physically. Um, Shabbos and Chol, Kodesh and Chol. And Klal Yisrael and Umasolam. And just like scientifically, there's no way to measure the difference between Shabbos and Sunday. Um, you, I, I would uh, you know, challenge any astronomer to find the difference. In the same way, no biologist can find the difference between Yisrael and Umasolam. And, and the same Kedusha, and, and part of the reason we need to make that Abdullah is because the Abdullah exists only on a, on a, on a Ruchnistika plane in interaction with Kaddish Baruch Hu. Shabbos is a day of Kedusha, um, Chol is a day of Avoda. Klal Yisrael is Kohanim. The world is, is people waiting to be redeemed by the Kohanim. But it's a different Ummah. The, what went wrong was they looked at Yavon, they liked what they saw, and they went head over heels for it. So he says, if people are upset and they say, was there ever such a terrible times? As he, he said, look back. And the truth is, if, if, we, if we, I mean, it's a mitzvah of, um, you know, Dorvador, to look and understand the issues and problems that were in each generation and to learn from it. I was once part of a panel that tested, they, they gave out money to, it was Russian Balachubiz and Yisrael who were interested in going to some sort of chinuch and outreach. And, the, um, and there was a panel, one person came from America, it was Rabbi Siegel, I don't know how many people, Nate Siegel's father. Um, I think his name was Sev. What? Sev, and, and uh, he and he was one, and then they had a pool of a few people at the straw that sat with them, two or three days volunteered and sat. So a fellow comes in, and one of the things on the questionnaire was to ask the people what to, to see how well they're involved in modern, contemporary Jewish issues. So he asks this fellow, "Tell me, um, what do you think the greatest problem f- um, facing the Jewish people is?" This, this fellow was a Balchuva, Rosh Balchuva, Chabadnik, very sweet, very tamimistic, right? and he says, Machlokas. Machlokas is the, the terrible curse. It never, ever was a situation like this with Soma Sinas Chinam. And Rabbi Siegel, that, that was sort of that burst. <laughs> and he said, Young man, when was that beautiful Tkufa? When Chassidim and Misnagdim were running to the police to have each other sent Siberia, when Rabbi Yaakov Ender and Yonis and Ibeshitz were, 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 were putting each other in Cherem, when, when, when the, the, the Kanoim were trying to kill Rabbi Yaakov Zakai, when was that beautiful, beautiful tkuf in history that everybody was living in peace and harmony? Don't, you know, yes, Machlokas is terrible, but don't give me that line of never ever. He said, look back. And, and the truth is, it's not meant, it's meant to tell us it can be done, you know, it, it does make a difference, and he'll get to it. He said, They ran after the Yavanim and left their religion because they wanted to be liked. They, 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 they talked people out of the Yiddishkeit. They, they, they imitated the, the, the wealthy uh, cultured Gentiles 
בשרישו במיוחד בקרב החברה הגבוהה של ישראל, אז גינוניהם ומסיים לבד. And the highest society, and the truth was that Stukim were the quote-unquote better element, the wealthier people, the, the, and so on. They used their rebellion in order to get privileges, <coughs> equal privileges as citizens. And then, in turn, they, it was a cycle. I, I, I find favor in the eyes of the authorities. Authorities give me privileges, rights, money, and I use that to, to, to get other people involved. Then it becomes a vicious cycle. He says, but it passed. And yet, we overcame them. The overcoming the Yivonim was not as important as overcoming the Misyavnim. And we gained a tremendous Chizik and Emunah. We need not to give up hope, he says. We can march towards the future with hope, with faith, calmly. It's incredible. He lived it. He came at a time when impossible was the most sensible word to apply to his rabbonis, to his community, to his country. And when he died, he left a huge community of, of hundreds and thousands of families committed um, beautiful communities that would become a model in many ways for, for, for more Western, for, for Western communities. Okay, now he says, It wasn't forced on them. It wasn't caused by the persecution of the Jews. It came because they wanted it. It preceded the persecution of Yivanim. That caused it. Antiochus never thought of it. It's only when the Jews and the Kohanim came and they said, they said that the Judaism already has, has uh, been thrown, has is antiquated. They warned him. That's when he understood that, that only the the, the unimportant people are still committed and it's possible to, 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 to change them. Um, and the, the truth was, that was it, it was, it was a very interesting phenomenon that happened in Europe. In his times, in Eastern Europe, later times, there were people in Klai Yisrael that were, became misyavim of that generation. They used it to influence the government the Tsar in Russia couldn't care less what he did of Nusrach Sfarad and Nusrach Ashkenaz. Even Nusrach was okay by him. He had no problem with that. People came and the, the Jews came and they said the Cheda system is not good, this is not good, that's not good, you, you, you have to enact this, that, the other thing and the, the, it's, the, it's combined with the natural Avas HaYehudim of the Tsar, it was, it, was, it was a lethal combination. But the, 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 the spark that ignited it there's an extraordinary medrash I, I want to share in Bereshis Rava. It says the following. It, it's on the Pasuk by Vayner Plilim. It, it, um, it says when HaKadosh Baruch Hu created metal, um, iron, the trees came to HaKadosh Baruch Hu with a complaint. And they said that um, you've created the thing that will destroy us because to chop a tree down, you need something made of iron, 
And by having iron in the Bria, you are decimating the trees. Sarkarish Baruch Hu said, let no tree volunteer to give wood as a handle for the, for the axe, and no tree will be destroyed. You can't use an axe made of metal. It, 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 will, it will destroy your arm. It's, it's, uh, you will feel every blow. You needed wood. That, that's the elementary handle for, 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 for an axe. So Sarkash Baruch said, it's only because the wood cooperates with, with, with the metal that the metal can destroy the wood. And, and, and that says the Pasuk, Veivenu Plilim. It's our, our own are, are the, are the, are the uh, Sainim. This pattern repeated itself in his times. And then he says in the next paragraph, to the degree that you honor and appreciate what's holy to you and your past, that's how nations will treat you. It's, if you look at yourself and you, and, and, and you appreciate and respect Torah, they'll respect it. They like you a little more, they like you a little less, they'll invite you in, they won't invite you in. But they'll respect you. Because if a person is sure with himself what he is and what he wants, they'll respect him. But if you yourself, um, you're the one who, 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 who mocks his past, makes fun of it. You, you, you give no respect to the kvarm of your parents. And you show no interest in learning your Torah. So why would a stranger, if you yourself make fun of it, if you yourself don't take it seriously? Um, you will have many pleasures by denying Torah. But no one is ever going to respect you. If what you're looking for is the respect from the Gentile, he will respect you if you respect yourself. If you don't respect yourself, you won't get it from there also. What kind of bitter mistake all of the progressive people made, the priests of rejuvenation, of, of, of reform. Now he says, let's take a look what Ner Hanukkah teaches us about it. He says, what happened? In response to the constant, um, to, to the constant hasos and adocha of the misyavnim, the constant propaganda, the Yavanim themselves put in a, a, a Tzalem and the Hechel, they put in a Vodzorin, they were metamei, the Shemanim, and so on. Hoyazem atesio kongolo shechich m'Yisrael, and I was going to quote again, ki yicholim shonim anesor. One person, Matzel, stood up, and he showed that you can remain faithful to HaKadosh Baruch no matter what. Kishiboyel of shliach ha-melech, the yochis, lavirav tashem, onolehem, and now he's quoting HaShemunoyim. Im omnom yasuru kol avde ha-melech goi goi melechov. Even if all of your servants, all in other words, people from different nations will drop their gods and listen to you, myself and my family will not do so. In other words, this was a counterpoint. 
whereas the Misyavnim wanted to become Yevonim at all costs, Madasyor Kongorlo said, I will not drop what I believe in at any price. It was almost a Zelumaseh, his Misyavnim against that. And I want to point out something else also. When we speak about the bravery and the courage and the hero, bravery and heroism and courage doesn't start with fighting. It starts with standing strong. This was his position. It may be that every single person will become a Yavani. I and my family will stand. If it needs to be fought for, we'll fight for it. But the strength lies in standing and not bending. Um, next, let's look at the next one. Go and light the Hanukkah light on, on that yontif. Yeah, they light it in the shul. That's not enough. Mitzvah's Hanukkah is each person is home. What point is it to sing Hallelujah in a grand temple? And this was a point that he was making, a very powerful point, and, and, it, and it still has many reservations for us. Um, the, the, the part of the part of the Western culture was that there are no personal halachas. Worshiping God is a social affair in a grand temple. That's what it's like. That's what Christians do, did in those days already. They they were not at any. There were very few personal mitzvahs. It was all the ceremony and reform went with it. So any mitzvahs that were not celebrated in the temple didn't exist. And he says, to the contrast, ner mitzvah ishu beso is that you have to worry about your family and your home and so on. I want to add something, um, and it's not a solicitation for the yeshiva, but it's true anyway. Um, I grew up in the 50s, 60s, and the, the, I still remember many magnificent shuls. Glory side, Newark, Jersey City, um, my geography didn't go very far, but grand shuls were all over America. And the Jewish immigrants that came, th- the ones that were traditional and religious invested their time and energy in making shuls. They did not, by and large, make many yeshivas. And unfortunately, that was the beginning of the end. Um, it, 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 Judaism is, is personal. It's, it's something that you need to live it. And having it celebrated, and, and that's why he seems to be saying that a yontif like this that addresses that type of, 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 of Indian is specifically celebrated at home. The, the lighting over here that we do is a minhag. It's really almost impossible to figure out the validity for it. it the takhan is on basal. Um, it's a minute, but it's not. I mean, it's 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 very valid. But but in in, in terms of halachic roots, um, it's a persuminisa. But it's not at all. Uh, it's meant to be. It, it's called a mitzvah habayis. It it has to be a home doctor. And he says, um, he, he says. So what's the point of having grand ceremonies when our home is not a Jewish home? Lo The Yeshua of Klasel would not come from temples. And he, he means temples, he means orthodox also. 
וגם בימינו לא נבושה רק מבתי מדרשיס, אלא בעיקר מבתינו אנו. It'll come from the home. The, the beautiful speeches of the preachers and the, and, and the melodies of the Chazanim won't help us. It's from the children that the future lies. And if we give them a Ruach of Torah, that's where it will come from. And then he says, L- Let them run amok. Let them, let them spill all the venom on Judaism. Um, let them push away thousands and tens of thousands of Jews from Kal Yisro. As long as there's one spark of Judaism left in one Jew in the furthest village, HaKadosh Baruch Hu laughs at them. Because all you need is one spark. It needs one spark in the, in the, in the heart of one Jew to rekindle the flame of Yadus. Of, of, of Even if all the oil was tom except for one small one, I want to... Um, those words are very powerful and, 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 and uh, he lived it. I, I want to add something. It'll give us a perspective on, on different shitos and certain things. One of the issues in reaching out, and unfortunately, if we, if we look at a census today in Kal Yisrael, um, you know, we, everyone's familiar with the, with the Pew study and so on, but we, we are in a situation where we have an extraordinary percentage of Kal Yisrael that's going, going. Um, there are different attitudes about reaching out. So everyone, I don't think anyone's against reaching out, but one of the issues is the, the how much are you willing to be flexible and bent? And there are different approaches there. Obviously what you can't bend, you can't bend, and I'm, I'm, but I want to, the easy one is to say, listen, we need to do something, and something is better than nothing, the flip side, the other argument is, as long as you have one spark of emis, it will, it, it, time will come and it will light the fire. If you dilute the emis to a point where that emis is no longer, is, is no longer doing something, it's, it's, it's no longer the emis, it will not accomplish it. In other words, numbers, are, it's just like, for instance, let's say a person has wet wood, and he's, and he's and, and he needs a fire. So if he has a pilot light that's small, but it's, it's not going to go out, um, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it, you can't extinguish it, then at some point the wood will dry, it'll catch fire, and it'll go. And that's why there is a, an, a perspective to keep the integrity of what you have to its fullest extent, because in time, if it's emis, it'll come out. And, and, that was, and, and there are different, there, there's a gray area where you can go back and forth. But sometimes it's hard to understand, well, why don't you reach out? The answer is, at some point you may actually extinguish the little flicker that you have, and then you have nothing. So before you go and try to make the temperature lower, you need to think long and hard about, um, in, a, in a perspective of, 
length of days rather than immediate needs. Um, so he says, uh, the, even if they, they were metamorphosed, this one, this one little um, jug of oil will be madik dem norak doshes amikdash achas shakanim dolem bizos or mardashem. And you have to understand something: they weren't Matasio wasn't the hero. Matasio was the fringe extremist when all the important and noble kohanim dolem were misyavnim, and 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 it was he that because he was so strong about it. Is him and his family that we lit the fire. That's the real story of Hanukkah. <coughs> I, I, um, so he says, Al Cain, and his, his words are so strident and, and full of so much fire and so much of fight. Al Cain, that's why you need to, um, to light it in your house. Your little home, don't take it light. Even if you're the last remnant, Ashadama Makabim Zurik Orka Virucha Mishnah Basai, whose blood of Makabim goes is still causing your veins, Dalakha Kidaibi Yehudi Echot, Obebayas Yehudi Echot, Kidela Hokim Echodis is Amidusai Saidoisa. It needs one person but solid. Afilum Ainlacha Haverim Ladea Viruch Achashmanoim Sorah Hasasholm. Even if you have no one that holds like you, and there's no more spirit of Hashem Noim, al don't give up. Keep being faithful to it and and, and allow it to flourish in your house. He, he finishes. We won't go. He finishes that. By the way, once you have that firm candle, then you need to be malum because of reading. Don't be content with a small little thing. Now make start trying to broaden it. That, that's his conclusion. I, I want to add another point to, 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 to what he's saying, just to sort of bring some points in. Um, again, there, there are perspectives in integrating um, modern things that are not halakhically problematic per se, but integrating, I would say, a sort of a cultural perspective, or, or better, Mores, um, customs, um, many elements that we wouldn't, uh, um, halachically, there's not really issues in it. And they're varying degrees. Some people feel it's most appropriate to do so. Some people feel it's necessary to do so. Some people vehemently against it and, and, and resisted any changes. And we're not talking about halacha. I'm, I'm off halacha. This is people sticking halacha, but talking about other issues. And the the the, the, the um, thinking of the people who resisted it, some fiercely, some very fiercely. Um, let's say dress, chassidim, the way they dress, or, or um, even yeshivas today. When when I was going to yeshiva, hat was kind of what people normally wore. Today it's it's strange, um, but. The, 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 there was a there was a, a, a strong weariness of wanting to be like the guy because he's a guy. It doesn't make it's not because it's really better to have this or that or the other thing. It's just that everybody does it, and if everybody does it, I want to be like that. So it doesn't start with Allah. Reform also started with cosmetic changes. 
because it really was the desire to be accepted and look like everybody else. The, the, um, and and, and it's, it, today, when we have a state of Israel, in some ways a little easier internally to, to, to be ourselves. But there are also issues because the world is not small anymore. The state of Israel is a tiny state, and you're one of a, a huge group of nations. And if everybody, and if on Saturday, um, planes fly all over the world, what does it look like if planes will not come into your airport on Saturday? You, you're going to be this little asterisk on a big, on a big uh, you know, flight schedule um, you know, that, that, that Israel is messing up all the flights because from Friday night till Sunday, till, till Matzah Shabbos, you can't have flights. There's a sense of discomfort. Um, you know, you, you, you don't want to be seen as weird, uh, fanatic, fundamentalist, or anything like it. And, and, and that's really a, a psychological drive to, 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 to take care of halachas that make us look different. Um, it's, it's something that we need to understand is the mechanism today of, of, uh, of the Yitzhahara today. That's where it's coming from. Baruch Hashem, outside oppressions are less, but the desire to fit in and be like everyone else is more powerful than ever. Um, a, the world is nicer to us. We, do, we would like to be part of it. Um, the world is very close. Everybody's connected to everybody else. It's, 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 it's like a pun. So, just the, the, so his general point is a very powerful and passionate piece that, that expresses his own um, determination. And on the odds that were, he, he, left, he left a very successful Rabbanis to take on a position of, of 11 families in, in a huge city. And, and, and it, it, was, it wasn't tiny, it was the laughing stock. It was like it was like cavemen left over, kind of, to you know, and he didn't give up. And when he died, he left over a huge. Um, he had he had increased a hundredfold, literally. He had increased a hundredfold from where he started. The, 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 it's, it's important for us to understand. Hanukkah started with calling Israel. Unfortunately, Antiochus was the final blow, but but it really started before him. It was calling Israel's. It was it was being swept up and wanting to be like the, for the first time in their history, wanting to be like the nations, they then twisted and distorted and perverted Yiddishkeit to fit they then went to the Goyim and got them involved to force everybody to be like them because nobody as long as there's one Jew alive who's different, it doesn't make you feel comfortable it needed one family that stood their ground and reversed the tide and, and in a sense, and that's the, that's the Ruach that's the Neshama, that's the spark of Hanukkah of Hanukkah Thank you.